Hi, it's your pal Steamed Hams. Join me every week on the Unforgettable Luncheon as we discuss topics in the nerd world like gaming, comics, cartoons, and whatever else may cross my mind. You can find me on the socials as SteamedHams81 on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find me as the Unforgettable Luncheon on Facebook. And check out Steamed Hams Merchatorium, the link to which will be in the description of this podcast. The Unforgettable Luncheon, nerd comedy at its okayest. Greetings, it's your old pal Steamed Hams. Hope you're ready for another unforgettable luncheon. Today we're going to talk about the Mega Man series. Mega Man was a gaming series started in 1987 on the Nintendo Entertainment System, released by Capcom, originally as Rockman in Japan. It was one of the more difficult games of the NES era. Uh, it was the one that defined uh, the NES hard difficulty, if you want to call it that. Uh, it focused around a blue robot named Mega Man, originally called Rock when he was a lab assistant, uh, who became a combat robot in order to defeat the six robot masters uh, programmed by Dr. Wily in a bid to take over the world. It was the, the first one, Mega Man, was released in 1987 with possibly the worst box art I have ever seen. I am not going to lie. You look at it and you're like, this makes no sense. Zero sense. Um, game took place in the year 20XX, which was basically 2000X because they didn't want somebody to come to like 2010 and say, hey, it's 2010. Where are my robot masters? I don't think I'd want robot masters. That would be bad. That's how Terminator started. Um, the idea was you could take the powers of any of these robot masters um, after you defeated them. You fought uh, the original six were in no particular order. Bomb Man, Fire Man, Cut Man, Elect Man, which was Electric Man, Ice Man, and Guts Man. And they were originally all used for different industrial tasks such as logging, um, Arctic work, firefighting, and they were reprogrammed by the evil Dr. Wily in order to take over the world. You, as lab assistant Rock, were, re were rebuilt by Dr. Light, your creator, as more of a combat robot given a nice blue suit and renamed Mega Man, with one arm replaced as a little arm cannon, uh, which was called the Mega Buster, which shot these little P-shaped shots, as we call them, P-bullets, you know, to defeat the enemies. And you went to each of these themed levels to eventually defeat one of the robot masters. And the idea was, as you took a power, that power can be used against a different robot master to make that uh, fight a heck of a lot quicker. Um, again, this was one of the only one that had a scoring element to it. When I played through, I was like, there, there's no actual point in this score because there is a literal defined end game and the fact that there's no real high score to it you don't get an extra life for getting so many points things of that nature you're just going to get the same score every time 
from beating the guys every time. Which is something they fixed when it came to Mega Man 2. That actually um, added a normal difficulty for us, you know, not super expert players. It's actually the most, I would say, the most famous of the Mega Man series. It was the first one I played. It had an amazing soundtrack to it, but we'll get that to that in a minute. This time around, Dr. Wily, not having Robot Masters already made to reprogram, decided, you know what? I'm going to make my own Robot Masters with Blackjack and Hookers. You know what? Forget the Robot Masters. We're just going to go with the rest. You fought such wonderful and actually, for the time, creative characters such as Metal Man, Heat Man, Air Man, Bubble Man, Flash Man, uh, Crash Man, who perplexed me because he had drills for hands, but where's the crash in there? That's what I want to know. Where's the crash? And that kind of cracked me up. So, but you once again had a specific order you took him in to make it easier. When I was a kid, I could never get past Quickman's level because there was this one point where you dropped you dropped on a series of platforms, but you had to avoid these beams that were one hit, one kill. And the idea was to use Flashman's power in order it that's like st- time stop power to stop these beams. But of course, the double edged sword was you need to save that for Quickman because that was what got him. You froze him. While he's frozen, his energy just drains. So you get about half the stuff knocked down just from using the uh, Flashman's little power. As I said, it had one of the most awesome soundtracks in the history of gaming, like at least for the Nintendo. I mean, there are other games that had a pretty, as the kids say, banging soundtrack like Journey to Silius. That's like one of my favorite level songs ever is the first level of Journey to Silius. But maybe we'll get into that in a future episode. And the, the the soundtrack was just that amazing. It was actually covered by a lot of uh, what you might call nerd bands or nerdcore bands, such as Year 2000X, uh, Vomitron, who did about three albums worth of good heavy metal game covers. I say check them out. They're on Spotify. They're on um, Apple Music. That's where I discovered them. Uh, Bit Brigade, they did a whole Mega Man cover, which was pretty sweet. And I believe Bit Brigade actually does shows where they speed run. Someone on stage plays a game, speed runs the game while they play the soundtrack. So if they ever come back out here, I am definitely going to try to uh, get tickets. Well, depending on where it's at. I am not a big fan of driving up to the north side of Chicago because that's a pain in the butt plus parking and all that nonsense. Uh, Mega Man 3 was another solid one that came out uh 1990 and i remember being all excited because that was everybody wanted after mega man 2 that was the next hot game to come out and everybody wanted i remember having to wait two solid weeks just to get a crack at renting this game um from my local video store um for you youngins we used to have these things called video stores where you could go to rent movies and video games. Um, you know, you pay a little fee, you get to take them home, play them, watch them, whatever. You return them in like a day or two, depending on how new the, the title was. Late in the life of video stores, if it wasn't something brand spanking new, you could rent the thing for a week for like three bucks. You know, 
Uh, but two days, I mean, two days was not enough to, like, really truly get into these games, which sucked because I remember the one day I had my hard-earned allowance money. And I go and I rent the game. And I'm excited. You know, we come home. But see, the thing is, is when I was a little kid, you know, I have four younger sisters. And as they were each born, I usually, when they were babies, shared a room with them. Hence, when the kids went down for a nap, I lose access to my bedroom, you know, entirely. So, of course, I come home with this game. I'm all excited to play it. You know, I've only got one day off because it's like, I think we rented it on a Sunday. It's like, so I would have to wait till getting off of school the next day to, to play the game. And my mom says, oh, yeah, your sister's going down for a nap. And I'm like, but I've been waiting two weeks to play this game. I eventually got to play it, but... Mega Man 3 brought the addition of Rush, which was a robot dog companion that much like in Mega Man 2 with the little utilities you had, like the rocket sled and the, the platforms, he could become a rocket, a coil, as they called it, which was like kind of like a spring-loaded catapulty thing to help you jump higher, get over like really high obstacles, and even a submarine, which was pretty freaking cool in my book. Also introduced Mega Man's slide ability. He was able to, to slide under tight spaces, you know, use it to dodge uh, enemy attacks, but you couldn't use it to attack. No, you tried, you slid into something, you were getting hurt. Also, the first appearance of Proto Man, aka at the time Break Man, who would appear about halfway through levels. Uh, he was like a mini boss. Battled Mega Man. Um, you defeat him, he opens up, you know, the rest of the path for you to go through the level. And it turns out. Towards the end, he realizes that he is, you know, he he become he realizes that he is Proto Man, which was Mega Man's, you'd say, big brother, and he saves Mega Man from Doctor Wily, and of course, you know, like any good story, the villain seems to die, but don't know. You did face some pretty cool robot masters in this one. Top Man, Magnet Man, Gemini, Gemini Man, uh, Needle Man. That was pretty cool. The one that had me cracking up when I read it, as an adult at least, because I was a kid when I saw him, so, was Hard Man. Yes, Hard Man. So I don't know if it led, you know, was uh, alluding to his difficulty or if I just did not want to get very close to him, if you know what I mean. I never finished Mega Man 3. Uh, that is next on my list to do with the Mega Man Legacy Collection. And um, I'm hoping I don't get too frustrated because controllers are expensive. <laughs> Mega Man 4. Uh, that was one I, I've only played on the Legacy Collection. Haven't played very much of it because I just wanted to kind of give it a shot and see what it was like. I'm going to dig deeper into it uh, in the near future. Actually brought a new villain. Dr. Cossack, Russian guy, because, of course, a Cossack was um, like a cavalry soldier back in the, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s of Russia. We're not here for a history lesson today. Um, I don't know very much about the Cossacks, but maybe if you ask nicely, I'll look it up and I'll discuss it in a future episode when I do something not so nerdy. This was also the first game that gave Mega Man the ability to charge his Mega Buster, an ability that we saw in Mega Man X. Um, where he held down the button and he flashed and he built up and he fired a big old, big old shot that did more damage than the normal little 
P-Bullets. And, of course, you had such goofy robot masters as Dustman, Skullman, Ringman. I wonder when they're just going to go with Man-Man. It's just going to be some guy going, I'm supposed to be like a robot master or something. I answered an ad. Kind of like Doug and Deadpool 2. Or no, it was Peter. I'm thinking Doug, someone else. Peter and Deadpool 2. Sugar Bear <laughs> and Deadpool 2. <laughs> X-Force! All right. You know, and it's just, uh, sorry, I got a little distracted there. Um, of course, Dr. Kosick was not actually a bad guy. Shocker. He was working for Dr. Wiley, who was, spoiler alert, not dead, who had kidnapped his daughter Kalinka to force him to build more robot masters. So, of course, Wiley gets defeated and, you know, parades happen or something. I don't know, but he, you know, of course, he, he gets away shaking his fist and going, next time, Mega Man, next time. Or doing a Cobra Commander and yelling, Retreat! And then yelling, Wily! Or something. I don't know if he had a catchphrase. Mega Man 5 introduced uh, Beat, which was a robot bird that gained abilities much like Rush, as Mega Man found these collectible letters throughout levels. Uh, they spelled out Mega Man V, Mega Man 5, in the U.S. And, of course, in Japan, where he's still known as Rockman, Rockman 5. The Robot Masters at this point were just getting, starting to get silly. You had such wonderful guys as Charge Man, who looked like Thomas the Tank Engine on steroids. It was like, literally, they took the, the face of Thomas with the, the cow catcher and the, the, the steam stack and everything and slapped him onto a regular robot body and just pissed him off. You had Gravity Man, Napalm Man, you know, Standard standard characters, you know, same thing. Got to find an order in which to defeat them to make it easiest. Again, I played this game like a little bit. I played like the Charge Man level, but I didn't do very well. <laughs> Let's just say he ran a train on me. Don't worry, one day I'll get better special effects. Uh, Mega Man 6 was the final NES NES entry. I think there was a Mega Man 7 on there, but I don't recall because I at the at the point when I think Mega Man 4 was coming out, I was already moved on to the Super Nintendo. So I became a console snob and I'm like, I don't need the Nintendo. I have the Super Nintendo. <laughs> and I had my monocle and my top hat. As I as I was playing, as as I had this disdainful look towards the Nintendo as I played my Super Nintendo, Mega Man Six, which I believe was the last NES entry that I am aware of, introduced the ability for Rush to combine with Mega Man and give him a jetpack and be like Power Mega Man or something. It looked pretty cool actually. I haven't gotten a chance to really play this game too much. I gave a couple levels a shot and I was just like, why? Because I, off the top of my head, don't remember this robot master, but oil was involved, and it was in a certain region of the world where oil is abundant. I'll leave you to guess. You battled the mysterious Mr. X, whoever could that be, 
and took on such absolutely ridiculous and creative robot masters as Blizzard Man, Plant Man, Flame Man, and Wind Man. Gee, why do those sound familiar? Ice Man, Wood Man, Heat Man, Fire Man, and Air Man from 1 and 2? Were we, were we running out of ideas at this point, guys? What was going on? I mean, but then again, too, you had Tomahawk Man and Yamato Man, which were um, a Native American and a samurai, respectively. Of course, Mega Man 5, I believe, yeah, I believe it was 5, had Pharaoh Man, so we were already digging it, and we were already skipping to that well at that point. And any, any, any guesses? Any guesses as to who Dr. X was? Any guesses? Any guesses? Let me guess. It was Mr. X was Dr. Wily. Oh, it's like shocked Pikachu, uh, surprised Pikachu face at this point. Huh? But this time, oh, they catch him. They put him in cuffs and he did not pull a Cobra Commander and he got put in jail. Friggin' finally. Finally. Took six games, but he went to jail. Finally. Took you long enough. And, you know, some of this, there are things I always cracked me up about the that I just loved about the Mega Man series in general you know the fact that you you change colors depending on the the power you were wielding you 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 got unlimited Mega Buster but you had to recharge the ammunition for any of these other uh robot master powers I'm trying to remember which one in particular cracked me up with Mega Man 2 where it shows you like you'll have a thing that says get equipped with this item and it'll show Mega Man's costume change color, so it signifies that he's using that one. And he just looked like they changed his name from Mega Man to Diarrhea Man because he looked like a pile of diarrhea. The surprisingly like powerful weapon in that game, the one you defeated the final boss with, strangely enough, was the Bubble Lead from Bubble Man, which you just shot bubbles and they did damage, which surprised me. You would think, ooh, like... I'm gonna use the fire or um or the the metal guy's blades. No, I'm forever blowing bubbles at the bad guys. Uh, one of my favorite activities to do in these games was when you got the little boss corridor. You went in this little like you got in this door. You went in this little corridor and it crossed you over. I think it was like kind of a loading screen type of thing to get you into the Robot Master's uh, little lair to fight him. Now, the cool thing, and I'm sure a lot of us did, was as you were going through that door, you jumped. You jumped and you hit that door, and the door would open, and you would float across, you know, into the into the Robot Master's little lair. And it's like you're making an entrance, like you're flying in. You're like, oh, oh, only to immediately get your ass kicked because... You had no idea his patterns, and you got destroyed. I am ab- I am one hundred percent guilty of actually having Mega Man soundtrack covers on my Apple Music and my Spotify, and listening to those and just bopping along with it in my car because that is half of what plays on my like random setting is just these video game covers because. If I wasn't already nerdy enough, Mega Man series was great. I'm not going to lie. I want to get more into it, you know, playing it. 
As I said, we're only focusing on the NES versions today. Uh, maybe in a future episode we will get into Super Nintendo. Maybe if I can somehow get my hands on some stuff for the Game Boy games. They had concurrent Game Boy uh, releases along with the ones on the Nintendo. I had none of those, so I don't know how they went. My Game Boy collection was moderate. I had a lot of like third-party-ish stuff, but again, we'll get into the Game Boy in another episode. So I highly recommend the Mega Man series. If you can get get your hands on Mega Man Legacy, you can usually find it on uh, the Microsoft Store or the PlayStation Network Store. I believe it is running for about fifteen dollars. It's a that's a steal, you know, fifteen dollars for six games. I mean, when these games on their own used to cost what, fifty bucks back in the day, dude, you're getting a steal. So I say go for it. I mean, what's the worst? You're out fifteen bucks. You got six games. It's pretty cool in my book. And now, for this episode's Plug and Play. Today, we're actually going to plug a business that you can play at. And I'm talking about Prince Arcade out in Bolingbrook, Illinois. Its owner, Jeremy Fox, actually started out initially refurbishing and building uh, arcade cabinets, uh, making multi-cades and whatnot, at which one day I'd love to get my hands on one. Um, if the wife will ever let me. You can find Prince Arcade at 639 East Fountain Road, Suite 120 in the Bolingbrook Promenade in Bolingbrook, Illinois. It's $15 to get in the door. All the games are unlimited free play. They have they have free pop, water, coffee, um, hot cocoa in the winter. Um, they have a little parent spot for mom and dad to kind of chill and sit down so they're not following their little hyperactive spawn everywhere. Um, they also have an amazing party room that you can rent before, during, or after business hours for your parties, birthday parties, graduation, retirement parties. I just want a party party. This place is a lot of fun. I've been there a few times. If it wasn't more of a hike, I would definitely be there all the time. But my wife doesn't like me going all the way out there by myself because then she'll never see me and because I won't drop her off at, say, Ikea or Barnes & Noble. Uh, which are located nearby. But I definitely say visit Prince Arcades when you are out in the area of Bolingbrook, Illinois. It's at 639 East Bountain Road in uh, Suite, Suite 120. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Prince Arcades. Do get them to check them out, follow them, and um, I hope I hope you get to, I get to see you there one day. Well, that's it for the Unforgettable Luncheon. I hope a good time was had by all, and I hope to see you all next time when the topic will be something nerdy.